Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode... The landlord of the House of Hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I have two great guests from Impact Wrestling, the week of Slammiversary, 20 years of Impact Wrestling. We talked to new arrival Mia Yim, as she's going to be a part of the big championship match, Queen of the Mountain match, on Sunday, and we speak to the man holding your Impact World Heavyweight Championship, Josh Alexander, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Somebody we do know is joining us right now, and that is Mia Yim before her big match on Sunday. Mia, how are you this morning? Thanks for coming on with us today. I'm good. How are you? I uh, had some internet issues, so I'm glad I got that fixed before uh, this call. (laughs) It's okay. across the board today. I think it's going to be close to Independence Day because everyone's Wi-Fi is getting a little weird today. Maybe the aliens are showing up. Something's going on oh in the world. It's definitely not aliens. They're just burying the wire here. That's all. All right. <laughs> also, Mia, uh, you can hear on uh, the SiriusXM app right now, Tommy. Uh, we did a special on Title Nine, And go to Title Nine History Makers. You can see and hear our interview with Mia Yim, who she was so gracious to join us. And she joins us here again. And Mia, uh, first and foremost, uh, how have you liked your time with Impact Wrestling so far? I have no complaints. It is it has been such a warm welcome to be back. And it feels like a reunion, honestly, because there's a lot of people like Tommy that I've known before and um Gail, Rosemary, and then a lot of new people in Impact, but I've known since the independence. So it's honestly people that I haven't seen from three to four years to eight and nine years. So it's really it's really cool to be back and be surrounded by familiar faces and positive, just positive vibes. I was going to say that positive energy. I love mm-hmm. seeing uh, Mia come back. Just because, I mean, like she said, her and I have been friends. We have a lot of things in common. Uh, we love bulldogs. We think her <laughs> husband is limitless. We don't like Shelton Benjamin, all these things in common. So um, it's, but to see her come back 
and smile and be happy, but also to hear the wrestling fans celebrate her greatness. I think that was key because, you know, coming back, you have a little bit of doubt in your head or, you know, from where you were, what the hell happened? But guess what? Wrestling fans, they love you and they love your talents. And I'm so happy your talents are being able to shine like they will shine this Sunday. Dave's pick to win it all. Which I am honored to be your pick. But back to what you were saying, Tommy, like that's something after my first match back and you had that little pep talk afterwards and you're like, the wrestling fans are loyal because I truly thought that I was forgotten and um, I just, people weren't going to know me as Mia Yim and just that little pep talk meant so much. And I'm never, I'm never going to forget that. That's (laughs) that's what I bring to the table because when that's the realest part of what we do. And Mm -hmm. I also told you I've lived it. I've lived the life that in the sense of, not feeling like I had, I don't want to say worth, but think like doubt. Once that gets in your head, it's the worst thing to happen. And I was always just like, am I not Tommy Dreamer anymore? Mm-hmm. And I never have had that in my career. I'm probably one of the most confident people performing and, and going out there. And that's creeped into my head a few times. And then I was just like, once they reminded me, I was like, that's why I love this so much. And I know you do too, because it's just, that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. And I love your entrance, by the way. Your entrance is super cool. It helps It helps being a gamer and uh, picking up all these different ideas when I'm at home. <laughs> yeah, right. Mia, you, you talked about losing your identity. And, you know, and I know when you're with the WWE, they changed your identity and, and you know, you're called Reckoning. But you, I'm sure you saw on social media that the fans didn't forget you and they kind of rejected that. They wanted to see the Mia Yim that they fell in love with, especially the WWE universe on NXT. You know, was that a, was that a frustrating time for you or were you like, all right, I have this new character. I'm going to do the best of what I can do with this character. Um, I won't get into too much detail about it. There were frustrating points of it, but at the end of the day, it's like, um, I always think of it as, especially with a new character, you're being casted into a movie. So you got to bring this character to life. So this, you know, I've had the challenge of being a sexy character in the dollhouse, had to make that work. And I'm not I, I, I'm not a girly girl, feminine, like sexy thing. So I'm like, this is, this is something that's out of my comfort zone, but I'm a, Hey, this is a challenge. Let me see if I can make it work. And it was, it was the same thing with retribution and reckoning and things like that. So it was just like, I've never done a character like this, but let me see what I can do to bring it to life to what they wanted. Um, and it also did help that I was with a group of just cool people that also felt the same that we just, we all just wanted to make it work and we did whatever we could to make it work. Um, So yeah, I mean, wrestling in general has its frustrating moments, but it was, I always take everything as a challenge and to do what I can to make, you know, everybody happy. Uh, This Sunday, we're talking about this match. Do you know the rules going into this match? I do. I have been studying some old King of the Mountain uh, matches. I'm actually going to be hitting up 
Alex Shelley at some point this week to pick his brain. Um, I watched a match at the gym. I want to say like two days ago. And it was like, <laughs> it was like Alex Shelley was in it. Chris Saban, um, Jay lethal, um, even like Austin Creed. So I immediately texted him. I was like, bro, help, help <laughs> me. <laughs> so I'm hitting up all these people just to pick their brains. Cause I honestly, until I started watching these matches, I was sent, uh, Gail sent me like, a, a, a various links to, of different matches, um, to study. And I didn't know the rules until I started actually watching and paying attention and taking notes and stuff. So I do now, but, um, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was almost, uh, we, I was just talked to uh, Jordan Grace before you came on. It was a, a joke pre pandemic. We were thinking about, and I was like, you know what? I don't even think any of the wrestlers know the rules. And there was two people out of 35 people that knew the rules and it was Willie Mack and referee Mike Posey in the entire company of who knew the rules. And then, the, of course, the pandemic hit, so we don't uh, do it. And now we're coming out of it. But it's a perfect time because it's celebrating 20 years of a company's existence, which you were a part of, uh, what, twice now? And it's cool that you're being part and being recognized part of this history because every person in this match is a former champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's huge. It's a big deal. And it's, it's cool to say that I get to be a part of history. Dave winner, win or lose. You're his winner because people haven't wrestled you in a long time. So you have that unpredictability factor. Oh yeah. I, I picked up a lot of new, new tricks, but I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. Um, listen, and, and may, it might be because I'm chasing the hug, too. I've been known to chase the hug here on Busted Open from time to time <laughs> as well. But, but Mia, you mentioned something, too. And it, for me to hear it, it sounds crazy because everybody knows you. Everybody loves you. But you just mentioned about coming back to Impact Wrestling and that first match and, and having, a, I guess, a little bit of a fear. And Tommy's expressed this from time to time as well. Are they going to remember me? Do they remember me? Like, was there a little bit of that doubt before coming back? Like, are the fans going to remember who I am? A thousand percent. Like this was, I, I mentioned this a lot before where um, I didn't know if I wanted to come back because like people, people like me, which is weird to say because there's, on social media, like you get a lot of positivity, but then like that one or two negative tweets kind of overshadows that. Right. Yep, so yeah. it's like, especially after like the past year, it's just been, there was a lot of people that's been rooting for me and just saying like, why would, why would they take her identity away? This and the third, but then of course you get like just the stuff that you don't want to read or deal with. And um, it, it lingers on you. Like social media is, trash to be honest um hoards a lot of toxicity and um it after you know a lot of time at home and just trying to stay busy so i don't get into my own head uh but it still it still leaks in 
And um, that's why I spent a lot of time, like once my 90 days was up in February, I'm like, I'm going to take a month or two off just to focus on my real life and handle business at home and try to decide what exactly I wanted to do because I didn't know if it was... I loved wrestling. I just didn't know if I had the energy to continue pushing forward because of, I I felt like I was beaten down to the ground and I didn't know if I had the energy to get up and continue. Um, But then, like I said before, talking to Gail and realizing that there's a lot of people that's in the office, in the locker room, there was just no con to impact. Um, and I trust, I trust her 1000% of the direction of my career. And I'm like, if I was, if I was to go back, this is, this would be the way to do it. Um, so yeah, even like before going out for my entrance, like I'm behind the curtain, um, and the lights go out and it's quiet. I'm like, Oh, great. Here we go. Like they're not they're not going to react. It's going to be embarrassing. And I don't know how I'm going to handle this. Um, but once you hear the cheers, like, I don't even think they saw me. They, I think they just saw my name on the Tron. And then once you hear the crowd was enough for me, like, Oh, all right. Yeah, no, I'm that. I don't know if I can curse, but I'm that bitch. Let's it's, go out and do this thing. Radio, so go right <laughs> at, but you know what I mean? For you, like and and I'm glad you found the home back with Impact Wrestling and Impact Wrestling is very lucky to have you. But what you just described, with your name on the jumbotron and the crowd reacting, I'm gonna be honest with you, Mia, and I'm not just saying this. That would have happened anywhere. Like it, you know. I think you are a big enough name and people appreciate your work enough that no matter where that would have been, you have gotten a very very positive reaction. Do to like all the hard work that you've put in throughout the years. Thank you. Thank you. I just, you know, I just want to leave a, a legacy behind like a positive legacy and um, be an inspiration to people like what Gail was to me. And I think that was one of the main reasons why I also doubted myself because it's like, what the hell am I going to do for people to realize that, yeah, I can go in the ring and yeah, I can, you know, I, I, I can reinvent myself and have people remember me for me and not have this cloud over me. Um, but like I said, Shelton helped out a lot too, with just getting out of that mental state and Tommy, you know, we both hate him, but he has his uses. <laughs> but yeah. He has about at least 10 dummy accounts on social media just to rip you up. So, oh yeah, he definitely has burners for sure. <laughs> all right Mia now and, and, and I'm glad with this positivity and it's a big match coming up on Sunday so you know I wanted to ask you a couple of questions so we can get to know you as a person because you know you are so compelling so let me ask you favorite all-time movie Mia um favorite all-time movie would be Friday <laughs> okay Friday all right all right it's Chris Tucker and Ice Cube okay uh, uh all-time f- all-time favorite song. <laughs> um, no Vaseline by Ice Cube. No Vaseline by Ice Cube. Okay, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask what that's about. All right, so, all right. All right well, all-time favorite TV show. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. That's the ones with the dragon and the medieval stuff, right? Game of Thrones. Yeah. 
Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. They just announced something big on HBO last uh, night. I saw the Game of Dragons or something like that. Yeah, like a. I think it's like a sequel to. Yeah. Yeah. What's in? Yeah, I'm interested to see how they're going to pull it off. Have you read the books? I don't read. Sorry. <laughs> okay. He actually I only does read wrestling read. books. He actually he actually does read. All right. And you said you're a gamer. Uh, favorite game. Red Dead Redemption 2. Easy. Okay. All right. All right. Now, is that what you play? Like when you're having a bad day, just go out there and just annihilate? Yeah. Like I'm big into story. So the story was, it was like impeccable. Um, I think whenever I'm having a bad day and I just need to forget just life, I play Death Stranding because the graphics is amazing. It's calming. Like people say it's a walking simulator. I highly disagree, Uh, but it has its calming like escape to it. I feel like Red Dead, it it hits my my heartstrings a little bit for me to relax. (laughs) You know, it's funny, Dave, because you, you know, you really, really might like Mia, but outside of professional wrestling, you have no clue anything (laughs) she's talking about. I have no idea. No, none. You've never heard the song. You, no, you no. may have seen nope. the movie. I did see the movie because it's okay. the, it, it's mid '90s, so I definitely saw. A classic. You were there for that. Yes, it's a cl- it's a classic. The the game. I have. No, I'm still playing uh, Pop, so oh I have goodness. no idea. Yeah. So I, me, I, if you would have said Mash or Rockford Files, uh, <laughs> that would have been the favorite TV show. Never uh, seen them. Police em. Academy would be his favorite movie. Great movie. Sadly, it's a great movie. I know all these things. Anything from Alice Cooper would be Big his Alice favorite Cooper song. Fan. There you go. I am 50. <laughs> I am 50. So, you know, but I'm trying, Mia, what I'm trying to do, because we are tapping into a younger demographic. So I'm trying to, like, learn a little bit what some of the younger audience might like to be into. So I'm trying. I don't want to be the old man outside on the lawn yelling at the clouds you know i want to kind of adjust to a younger audience that might be listening to the show well if you want if you want to hear to one of the best diss tracks ever no vaseline is the one for you okay listen mia you may want to go back to youtube i did an amazing mumble rap diss track to brock lesnar and let me tell you something as far as mumble raps go i thought mine was pretty dandy to be quite honest with you Yep. I'm not going to lie. That's why I still listen to the 90s music because I can't stand mumble rap. Okay. Well, I'm rap just music trying. nowadays is garbage. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Hot take from Mia. Mia, um, I'm looking forward to Sunday. We're uh, very, very excited. We are so glad that you've come on here a couple of times. And as I said, please, everybody that's listening, go to the SiriusXM app. You did an amazing interview with me on title nine go to title nine history makers on the app to hear that interview and mia you're my pick for sunday so don't let don't let me down because i, I won't am, let you down don't please worry don't let me down i want to see a new knockouts champion on sunday and mia thank you so much for the time this morning we really appreciate it no problem thank you guys for having me hear what's happening around the globe on world of the basketball Taylor Matern, one of the two screenwriters on the new Adam Sandler movie, Hustle. When I originally wrote the draft, there was one producer on board. I told him, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this as if I was 13 year old me reading Slam Magazine, right? That's gonna be the tone of this. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Really good interview with Mia Yim, Tommy. Love Mia. Love uh, the fact that she's back. And uh, like she said, she's in for a really, really big match. Her return was great. I got to experience live. And it, it was a double pop. And I loved it. Because just hearing her name, seeing her name, they're like, what? And then when she was revealed, it was like, they didn't know what to expect. And I love that. It, it, those are what we live for as performance moments. And she was given a moment. And because uh, she wasn't given... A lot of moments in her other places and she will continue to have a lot more moments uh in impact wrestling it's still amazing to me but i understand it um that she would actually be waiting to come out and wondering are they going to remember me i remember tommy you sharing that story where that happened to you and it's just like as a fan as somebody that just completely hated that whole reckoning gimmick and the retribution angle that Listen, I know my heart of hearts, no matter where she went, she was going to get a huge pop. I'm glad it's Impact Wrestling. And here we are. She's going to be in one of the main events on Sunday. But it still puzzles me. And I guess that's what it can do to you. It knocks you down to the point where, like, are people even going to remember my name? Well, like I said, Dave, it happened to me twice. Only twice in my career. 
The first time was after I left WWE and I went to TNA and I was about to debut. And I was just like, for the longest time I was beat down. And, you know, she had said it too. You, you start to, to distrust or your own self-worth. And I was like, am I the person that always just got beat? You know, was I just, and then the moment you hear the, the, the crowd, when I did debut there. And then the second time was when I went back to WWE and, you know, do stuff at Wyattson. It was, it was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I was just by myself in this double, I was by the fans where, and there was literally a concession stand and then there's a double curtain. And like, when I was walking there, someone from WWE brought me there and then they just kind of disappeared. And then like, they're like, Hey, we'll cue you. It's probably Paul. He was just, he went to go get a pretzel. And then like all of a sudden, like I went on my own because I saw my music, but once, and it wasn't my music, but once I returned and I walked through that and I was just, but in that moment, those, like she said it, those it's dark. It's, I'm not saying dark in your head, it's dark place. And I'm just waiting to go out there. And like, you start getting nervous and I don't get nervous. And I was like, what if they don't, what if I don't get a reaction? What if the people don't remember me? And I remember like almost starting to tear up because I got so lost in my own head. And then as soon as I hit my music, I remember just like wiping my eyes. Like, You're such a bad idiot. Like, why would you think that? Because it was the fans. And then when I walked out swinging a cane, got a trash can, you'll see it smiling, happy because I'm back where I always knew I should be. Yeah. And, and it's a moment and I can understand that. And I'm glad that Mia Yim is getting that moment again with impact wrestling. Also crazy, Tommy, that there we were talking to Jordan Grace and I mentioned to Jordan Grace about how she's so positive and inspirational on social media. And I was like, for me, again, I could get 101 tweets, but the one that's negative, it's going to affect my whole day. And then we are talking about social media with Mia Yim and she kind of mirrored what I said that that time was when she was out when she would get like a negative tweet, it would really hurt her and affect her. And it would just be a couple. And, that, and, and again, that's such a message that I want to make clear to our audience that words do hurt. And even like one of these tweets that you would think is just a throwaway tweet, a negative tweet, especially when it comes to like really negativity that's not warranted, it can really affect somebody where they start doubting themselves and can crush their self-confidence. And if everyone's doing it, it could lead to next level. We've seen people literally take their own lives because they're being bullied on social media. Yep. Uh, to his greatness, Paul Heyman. I got to experience something called social media before there was social media involved. Taz went out there and the entire building was cheering for Taz. And one fan said something when that cheer died down. And Taz went after that fan. To the point where everyone almost started booing a guy that they were cheering. And he was mad. He was flustered because he let one person get to him. And as soon as he walked to the back, Paul was like, what the hell are you doing? He goes, you have an entire arena chanting your name and you cared about the one person who didn't. He was like, F that person. Yeah. He goes, they just doing it to get under your skin. And this was in like 1995. And Paul was so correct. He goes, because if you acknowledge it, it could light like gasoline on a fire. And you watched it go where people started doubting you. 
And he's like, don't ever do that again. And he never did it again. And that was before social media because Paul always had that ability next level to read a crowd. And I never forgot that either. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I was just honored as the first woman to win the Sports Emmy Lifetime Achievement. This month, as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX, my podcast, In Conversation with Leslie Visser, will take a deeper look into the landmark legislation. We'll hear from some of the greatest female icons, Cheryl Miller, Julie Foudy, Dominique Dawes, Val Ackerman, and Jessica Mendoza. So please listen and subscribe on the SXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. A lot of memories when it comes to Impact Wrestling, when it comes to Slammiversary. And looking at this card, they're going to make some new memories for sure coming up on Sunday the 19th, available on Impact, plus also available on Fight TV. And we had some great guests today talking about Slammiversary. But, Tommy, we got to finish up with the man, and that is your Impact World Champion, the one and only Josh Alexander. Josh, good morning to you, and thanks for the time this morning. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Anytime I get to talk about pro wrestling and especially impact wrestling, it's an easy time. So, uh, Josh, uh, we haven't had you on since you won the title, correct? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. And uh, for those listening, it was an incredible match. It took its physical toll on both yourself and Moose. I witnessed it live in the crowd, and it was an awesome, awesome moment, which we all kind of work for these moments um for you you are the face of the company going in 20 years in this business and i'll, I'll embarrass you a little bit because uh, after his match he was crying in the back and he was like this wasn't supposed to happen like it was over for you and now like you're the you're the champ you're the face of the company going to it's perhaps one of its biggest shows 20 years like you know if you could kind of talk to us about that emotion. And I remember what you kept on saying. And I was like, all right, good. And then I walked away from you because your son was stealing candy from my basket, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> well, like my whole, my whole relationship 
with pro wrestling, with, with impact wrestling started with me as a fan on the couch on a Wednesday night, June 19th, 2002. Like I, I bought that first pay-per-view. I remember exactly what I had for dinner, what I was doing right before the pay-per-view started. Like, and I've said it many times in previous interviews, that very first match I saw Loki, AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn against the Flying Elvises. And it just blew my mind about what I thought pro wrestling like was because it was something completely different. They revolutionized the pro wrestling business that we see today. I think those early, early years in impact wrestling, especially. And, uh, you know, to roundabout way, get 20 years into the future. And for me to be standing here as like the figurehead for the company, holding that world championship, uh, you know, the 15 year old me that sat on that couch from 2002 would not believe any of this. And, you know, I, I have to stop myself every once in a while. And like, yes, the time I was crying in the back right after the match, like that's the time where I stopped myself to pinch myself, to remind myself of these moments, to soak it in because, you know, it, it's easy to take everything day by day and not really, you know, sell what's happening. But the 15-year-old me wouldn't believe any of this and would sell it every single second. So I, I got to remind myself who I really am. And Josh, that's exciting for me, somebody that uh, has been following, you know, Impact and TNA for all these years, to find somebody that, you know, from pretty much day one has been a fan of Impact Wrestling and TNA. And 20 years, here we are. And as Tommy said, you're the face of the company. And there is a responsibility to be the face of the company. Like what, what do you feel? And what do you think when somebody like me says, Josh Alexander, world champion face of impact wrestling? I, I think the, the old way to look at it is to be like the face of the company is the one that has to draw the tickets and fill the seats and all that other stuff. And yes, it's a certain amount of that that is shouldering the responsibility on me, but I think it's more a representation of the brand uh, it's, it's a lot of trust from the brand in me to be able to do that as the figurehead. But for me, the part that I take the most, you know, kind of responsibility and is the responsibility and to be like a representation for the locker room. Because I, I think the one thing that makes Impact Wrestling different than every other company is that the locker room, the cohesion, like the relationships we have there, they're so strong. It's so tight. It is a team effort because we all have a chip on our shoulder. We all kind of feel like the, the underdog in this sense every show we're going out there trying to prove the world wrong um for just a moment uh we had uh a meeting times do and josh stood up and thanked everybody for again we're talking poughkeepsie and how everyone handled his son in the sense of i've never met someone who's a bigger wrestling fan but i've never met someone who's a bigger josh alexander fan and another moment that i loved was you coming to the ring with your son he had a singlet made then he also in the back he got his own world title a special made one um but josh is wrestling yes his wife is there but like everyone is literally taking care of his son like he's their son and that's because you're trusting people with your child and it's a really really cool thing what josh says about the locker room and all that stuff where it is special yeah, and, and like you're trying to make me cry right now <laughs> because the the I'm one not, it's, in my game it's is special, my dude. Yeah, it definitely. I is. see like him. Most, I literally watch your wife post pictures. He's always wearing your singlet. He's oh, like every on, day. It's on under his clothes right now in case a match breaks <laughs> out. You know, when we're at Walmart getting groceries. Uh, he lives that every single day. Every day I ask him when he goes to bed, what he wants to be when he grows up and it never changes. He wants to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if that doesn't change in 10 years, I guess I'll have to buy a ring and start a wrestling school and train it myself. But, 
I, I like most fathers out there, it, they can take their kids on trips and get like a nice, you know, thumbs up photo with Mickey Mouse. I get to give my son the memory of walking to the ring with me on pay-per-view in front of the entire world. And that's insane. And it was awesome, especially in Poughkeepsie, because, I mean, Dave and I had talked about it. We haven't seen that since Ricky Steamboat brought, you know, his son Richie to the ring. And the fans kind of were like, eh, we started cheering for Ric Flair at that moment. But for you, it was just this such a sentimental moment that was shared with a thousand people uh, in the building, thousands on, you know, pay-per-view. It is. It's a cool moment that, you know, my I always say my father greatest man I ever met, but Dusty Rhodes was my hero when literally my father should be my hero. But for you, you're his father, as well as you're also, you're his hero. That's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. I, I do. I love it. And I love the fact, like being a kid, I just saw a kid the other day, literally wearing uh, Mickey Mouse slippers, a raincoat and pajamas, just walking around. I was like, when you're a kid, you wake up, I'm going to wear this, this, and this, and no one's going to care what I do. I love that because that's your conscious decision of I want to represent myself that way. And he does it by wearing your. See, I, I do, man. It's as a father, but also as, as your friend, I think it's so freaking cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm insanely lucky. <laughs> I can't I'm gonna start giving him ECW t-shirts. So I'm going to steal your heat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but go back to that moment. Like Tommy just said, you know, with your family present, with your son, you know, a sold out crowd, like, you know, it, you, it's storybook, right? I mean, it's almost like you can't make it up. Like you said, that could be a movie, Tommy, seriously, a 15 year old kid watching, you know, TNA and then fast forward almost 20 years later and they're in front of a sold out crowd winning the world championship, you know, with this, with his son and stuff. It, it, it really is storybook, Josh. And you and you deserve that, and I think it it needs to be repeated because not many wrestlers get to have that moment, and you are able to have that moment. Yeah, and like the one thing that I always try to remind myself of, you know, from almost seventeen years in wrestling, these are the things I try to like. I try to remind myself to keep myself sane. Is that you know there might be a thousand guys in the past twenty years that might have deserved that moment or you know deserved that spotlight and stuff like that. I was just the one lucky enough to get it. You know what I mean? Like these opportunities don't come along every single day, and I'm just very fortunate. So I, I try to keep that kind of level headedness going on. Well, I mean, listen, you're also really damn good in the ring. Uh, you're one of you're you're one of the best. I've wrestled you. I've been a fan of your work since forever. Um, but I mean, I don't say this to a lot of people, but you earned it, man, from hard work. You also think, I know your history. You, you've broken your neck twice. Uh, you, you weren't, I don't want to say over, you've constantly improved yourself. You, you've shown me the pictures. Then we talked about you being this really heavy set out of shape wrestler. That when you show me the picture, I'm like, that's you. And you know, all the things that you've overcome to get to that point the part of your story is where is a big reason of why you're there. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah. Even though you look like Ivan Koloff right now, <laughs> you got Ivan Koloff beard going. Yeah. I need to get it trimmed up before the paper. I like actually. it. <laughs> no, I hate the it. only other perfect setting that could have been Dave, if, if we're writing this movie, would have been in, in Canada. That would have been the perfect of setting. He went in his, in his home country, but 
hey, there's other things, which will be this Sunday, Slammiversary. Listen to that segue. Someone who's got a chip on his shoulder, someone who's been a former champion, and someone who's definitely, definitely wants what you have, and that's Eric Young. Yeah, I, I call Eric the uh, Swiss Army knife of pro wrestling. That's my easiest way to explain him. You know, anybody that's watched Impact over the last 20 years has, you know, he's made you laugh, he's made you cry, he's made you scared. But the one consistent thing with Eric Young, you know, uh, overlooked or underrated gets thrown around for a lot of names out there. And uh, Eric Young is one that it certainly, you know, he, he, he certainly deserves those tags right now because, you know, anybody he's put in the ring with over the last 20 years, he's always delivered. I've never seen that guy have a bad match in my life. And I'm excited because like I said, I started this as a fan. I followed his career. When I started wrestling training, all I heard about was the legend of Showtime Eric Young and the independence in Ontario being the best wrestler to come out of that area. And, you know, now we've taken this, you know, two separate paths to get where we're going and we're converging at Slammiversary on the 20 year anniversary. And we're going to find out, you know, who who's going to carry the belt into the next 20 years. The guy that represents the first 20 years better than anybody else on that roster in Eric Young or me, the guy representing the present. Right. With uh, Eric. Listen, I've wrestled him. He his name in, in my book is up there with AJ Styles is up there with Bobby Roode for you named it i'm trying to think of the last time if at all he ever had a bad match we're talking earlier today about jay white winning uh the iwgp title jay white versus eric young i remember dave texting me right after that match was like that was one of the best effing matches i've ever seen and i was just like yeah man it's eric he just and nothing against jay white but it's like Eric elevates every single person that he's with. That's a great uh, analogy with the Swiss Army knife because, I mean, he used to make me laugh like crazy when he was, uh, you know, the comedy guy. And I never noticed him part of Team Canada until later on. You know, I got to really, really understand that this guy and he can do it all. And uh, I this is going to be. I can't say it's going to be the show stealer because it's the main event. It's going to be the main event for the reason, because it's two guys who are in their prime and both you said it the best. You're the champ. He wants to be you. He wants to be the champion. And who's it going to be going forward is, is kind of why guys fight, why they wrestle. Yeah, it's going to be excited to see what happens on Sunday. And and Eric Young, you're right, is somebody who's done it all. I mean, when he was tag team champions with ODB. But you're right. But, Josh, it is your time. Like, you're right. You look at an Eric Young, and you look at what he's accomplished, and you look at these last couple of decades, because Eric Young has been doing it for a while. And I agree with you, because I throw it out myself. I throw out the word underrated a lot when it comes to Eric Young. But you know what? This is your time now and and i guess this is just another time for you to prove that you belong at the top of the card and you belong in the main event for impact wrestling well that's all these pay-per-views and these big shows are every time i get in the ring with that championship to defend it like i I, i've now won it twice this is like once i'm the grand slam champion for impact wrestling now in the first three years i've been with the company 
what's the next goal for me? My next goal is to go down to the history books beside the greats, the guys like Eric Young, the guys like AJ Styles, the guys like Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, the people that held that championship and brought this company to like heights it never it's never seen before. Like that's that's the next goal for me. So I got to do that by delivering match in, match out in these big, you know, pressure cooker environments like the main event of Slammiversary against one of the greatest of all time and Eric Young. Is there anybody that uh, you'd want, like, do you have a fantasy matchup or is anybody you'd really want uh, to um, be a part of, like have a great historic match with? I mean, if we were writing my version of Slammiversary and everything was possible, uh, it would be me and AJ Styles in the main event. Because I think AJ Styles, you know, he embodies the first 20 years more than anybody else. I think when you look at AJ Styles, you think of TNA right away. That's the very first thing you see, regardless of everything he's going to accomplish. And I think, you know, that that guy was the brand for so long. And there's so many others that were involved with it, from the PD Williamses to the Motors and Machine Guns and so on and so forth. But, you know, that's the one name that still lingers. Well, right now it's your name because you're you're the world champion, Josh Alexander. Again, Josh Alexander going up against Eric Young, part of a huge card that's coming up on Sunday. 20 years of Impact Wrestling Slammiversary, and, and Josh can't wait to see you in action against Eric Young. And thank you so much for the time this morning. Yeah, anytime, guys. Thank you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.